Greetings, Fangbangers. I am not Shell, but she's Tori. Hi, I'm Tori. Yep, I'm Nick. And this is Jay and Lazy N Ramble On. Although Jay huh. is not here, or is he? And <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Billy and Mandy Save Christmas. Yay. Yeah, because Jeff and I ramble, and this is probably going to be rambly. And then Tori and I do an X-Files podcast, but this is not an X-Files podcast. But Tori does a vampire podcast. Yes, I do. And that strangely relates to Billy and Mandy Save Christmas. So Yeah, which was very unexpected to me, but I don't know what I expected. So that's fine. Yeah. So this is going to be in the Jay and Lizzie and feed. It's going to actually be in the I Want to Rewatch Patreon feed as well. So Patreon listeners will get to listen to it. Hi, Patreon listeners. Yeah, it's not going to be in the I Want to Rewatch feed, though, because it's not really X-Files adjacent, except for like me and Tori. And I'm not sure that we count as canon to be adjacent. So, I mean, we should, honestly. But and even though it's got vampires in and it's not going to be in the Vampires Ruin My Life podcast because they hate Christmas. So, (laughs) and also, I I can't I can't do both. So. Yeah, as vampire fans, we're obligated to hate Christmas. That's just how that is. I don't know why. It's just in in the card you sign on the vampire fan club. I mean, it could have something to do with the whole Christ thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's, you know, the religious imagery is not good for vampires. That would make sense. Yeah. And Christmas is like an origin for vampires in some stories. True. Um, Although I always heard it was werewolves, not vampires. But anyway, there you do. But yeah, so enjoy yeah i'm excited to talk about this and this should be fun cool crashing your podcast crashing your podcast yeah she (laughs) is um you guys might remember her from the cold check episode which Mm -hmm. was also vampire related i know how does that keep happening it's weird it's weird i don't know vampires did ruin your life they did and i'm pretty good about talking about vampire stuff so cool it's a hobby of mine do it all right Hey everyone, I'm Nick. And I'm Jeff. And with our powers combined, we form Jay and Lazy N. And And this is Jay and Lazy N Ramble On. We've been friends for over 30 years, but we haven't seen each other for more than 10 years. And only twice in the last 25. But I can't quit you. So we had this idea. Well, Nick had this idea. What the hell? Let's make a podcast. So we did. And this is it. Jay and Lazy N Ramble On. So in case you didn't listen to the first part, what are we talking about, Tori? We're talking about Billy and Mandy Save Christmas, wherein Grim takes Billy and Mandy to the North Pole so he can prove to Mandy that Santa is real. But once up there, they discover things are not as they should be, and they end up having to save Santa and Christmas from an infestation of vampires. (gasps) Very freaky. Yeah. So technically considered a Christmas special, Billy and Mandy Save Christmas originally aired at 8.30 p.m. on Friday, December 16th, 2005. And it was the 53rd episode, a.k.a. season four, episode 13 of The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah. I know I watched it when it was originally aired. So, yeah, I had never yesterday and today. I have literally never seen this show. I do have a question about why Billy and Mandy are hanging out with Grim. I feel like there's a story there. 
Okay, so there is it, it's it's kind of Bill and Teddy. Okay. So Billy's pet hamster, whose name I can't remember right now, dies, and they don't want the grim. So the Grim Reaper comes to claim the life, <laughs> the soul of the hamster. Right. And so they have to do the thing where you you know it's kind of it's kind of like that um the seventh seal kind of thing that Bill and Ted is on where you you can you can challenge the Grim Reaper to a game, and if you okay. win, then you know. And so they do, and they play limbo. But they cheat, and so Grim loses, and so since he lost, he has to hang out with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was curious how they got together because I figured there was some kind of origin story for that. Yeah, it originally started as a series called um, Grim and Evil, which was actually like a the Cartoon Network had a thing where like you got to vote for like the, what a new show was going to be, and they had a bunch of little, like previews of different shows, and it was called Grim and Evil, and so it was like. For the most part, it was usually two episodes. It was it was two stories of Billy and Mandy, and then one episode of another show, which eventually became um, Evil Con Carne, which is where Scar comes from, actually. And then sometimes it was like two episodes of the evil part, and then one episode of Grim and Mandy. But then they end up splitting it after one season into the two separate shows. And then, okay, um, Evil Con Carne got canceled. Didn't do as well as Billy and Mandy. Um, I think Billy and Mandy went through. I want to say like six or seven seasons. So that's oh, wow. There's, there's a couple of movies. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. But that is the origin. He okay. basically, he lost a game where they cheated and then has to hang out with them. So hmm. yeah. Good to know if death ever comes knocking at my door. Yeah. Early on, he really like hates it and is trying to get back to his normal life of being the Grim Reaper and like tries to kill them several times. <laughs> but then slowly like gets used to hanging out in Ennsville and with Billy and Mandy and just kind of is like, he just runs with it. So a little bit like Bill and Ted, honestly. So. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure there's some Bill and Ted influence on. Billy oh, Mandy. probably. Yeah. Yeah. On Billy and Mandy. So, yeah. So we get our opening sequence and this is not like a standard episode sequence. Cause this is a Christmas special. So the screen is black and there's a glowing light. We see Grim with his scythe and then he narrates a little scene for us a little a little preamble so and he has a little poem for christmas that he reads and it was "Twas the night before christmas santa not yet departed his sleigh was tricked out and his reindeer had farted his belly was swollen and his beard was bone white the elves were wound up on christmas delights he checked his list to see who'd been good and they'll get their reward as good children should but there are some who aren't jolly, some who aren't nice, and Santa makes sure that they'll pay the price. Twas a dark night before Christmas as children lay sleeping. Twas the perfect time for some holiday reaping. Ooh. Ooh. What's happening during Grimm reciting this nice little Christmas poem? I don't remember. Tori. I just watched it yesterday. I really <laughs> don't remember. I remember there's like animation. I remember that you see what is so, it? So Santa's getting ready, right? Okay. And then um basically we see him being attacked by these green clawy hands, right? Right. So I'll, I'll, right. I'll, have you, okay. I'll have you I'll have you do all that so you don't sound okay. like you're insane. <laughs> all right. 
Well, I mean, I remembered the poem. I think I was so invested in the poem and like the words that I wasn't paying attention to what was going oh, on. Oh, gotcha. I was no, maybe that'll to, stay in. I don't know. Maybe trying to follow. That would like, be very Jay and Louisiana for that to all stay in. So maybe that should stay in. And that would be uh, very me too, is I get really yeah. focused on the words. So then I stop paying attention to what's going on on the screen because, yeah. yeah. So this is going to be a stellar episode because Tori watched it this morning and doesn't remember anything. So awesome. <laughs> Yeah. yesterday i watched right. it a week ago and then i watched it again yesterday so i have seen oh it yeah twice. i thought you said you watched it this morning okay so no yeah. but i've seen it twice and very recently i just that one opening i think i was um just listening to the words i think i watched it like five times yesterday Jeez, oh, <laughs> it's so good it's so good it's it is so very good good um funnily enough um as we're recording this the episode that just came out on our x-files podcast is grotesque uh-huh. In which we actually talk about Christmas. We do. We talk about. Up. Well, yeah, we mentioned yeah. this and we mentioned what we usually watch around this time of year. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. Actually, it's- recording that is where this idea came from. Uh huh. Record this. And because you had never seen it, and I was like, oh, hell, you got to watch this. Yeah. So, well, I'm very. And you into had mentioned before stuff. So, yeah, you had mentioned before the Muppet Christmas Carol was your favorite Christmas yes. thing. And you said because of the songs. And this does have songs. So I'm, I'm I do be like curious songs. when this is over. I like songs a lot. Um, it, things don't have to have songs for me to enjoy them, but it helps. Okay. I, I, I'm a musical theater person. I enjoy that. Yeah. So then after our little preamble and Grimm's awesome Christmas poem, we actually get some opening credits that are also animated, but kind yes. of in a different style. And uh, we get the title, Billy Man Say Christmas. And then there's a big explosion. And then we found the story is written by Maxwell Adams, who actually created the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. And it's written by Nina and Jeremy Bargiel. I'm going to say it that way, like Gargamel, Bargiel. And it's storyboarded by C.H. Greenblatt, Sean Cashman, Debbie Cohn, Brett Varon, and Maxwell Adams. And it's directed by Julie Hashiguchi, Sean Cashman, Sue Perotto, Robert Hughes, and Russell Gugh. Calabrese. Sorry, dude. Calabrese, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's the one I have trouble with. Awesome. Yeah. It features Richard Horvitz as Billy. Who was also Zim in Invader Zim, if you're a Zim head. Okay. So. I watched Invader Zim when it was on, and I think I had the first two DVDs for a while. Yeah. When I, I mean, he has, a, he has a bunch of credits, but yeah, Zim and Billy are his big ones. So. And then Gray Delisle is Mandy. Yep. And you will hear a lot more about her later, but Tori is going to give you a little bit here as well. Yeah. So Gray is also credited as Gray Griffin. She was on IMDb for this page. Um, It kind of depends. I think like we had mentioned, we had talked about before we started recording that it seems like she got married and so she changed her name. So that might be why. Yeah. And if you're a Patreon listener and not just a Jay and Lazy and listener, we go into this a lot in our Scooby-Doo season two, episode eight. Yeah, we talk about her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So she has actually voiced Daphne in Scooby-Doo since 2000, including the Scooby Natural episode in which Supernatural did a crossover with Scooby-Doo. Which was fucking amazing. Which we also put on our I Want to Rewatch feed and it's on our Patreon feed too, so you can hear that. She also played Yumi in the Hi Hi Puffy Yami Yumi show, which I remember really liking on Cartoon Network. I thought that was really fun. Um, I was really into j-pop too so i really like puffy Yummy. yeah i had their cds but i never watched the cartoon yeah i watched the cartoon i thought it was fun i actually um, had their pup i had when they were just called puffy and yes. then when they started doing american stuff they had to be puffy amayumi because puff daddy was 
being a dick. So, yeah, Puff Daddy yeah. wouldn't let them. Surprisingly, go by Puffy, so yeah, Puff Daddy was being a dick. So, yeah, so if you're into J-pop in like the late '90s, early 2000s, you've probably heard their stuff. Yeah, and they did the Teen Titans theme song, the original Teen Titans. Yes, which uh, I well, loved the Cartoon that Network show. Teen Titans. So, yeah, yeah, I really loved that one too. And she also did a handful of voices on She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, the 2018 one, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. I love it so much. It's so good. Um, she doesn't play any like prominent characters. She just does a lot of voice work. So she just plays kind of random people in random episodes. But I was excited to see that. She has so many credits, though. I mean, she has been voice acting for years and years, and she has been in many, many, many things. Yeah, well, as we mentioned, she's been doing Daphne for like over 20 years now. Right, yeah. So... With one exception that we talk about in our Patreon episode. And if you want to listen to that exception, you can just listen to Patreon. Five bucks and you can hear it. Support anyway. Patreon. It's really cool. Yeah. Or you, you can look it up on the internet, stuff. whatever. It's free. Anyway. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah. Um, she also apparently is uh, does country music. Okay. Yeah. So. She has a really good voice. And like Mandy sounds totally different than her Daphne and, you know, obviously different than Yumi. So she definitely has like. Yeah. When we watched this, I was like, wait, that name, because we have been doing Scooby-Doo stuff and we did the Scooby Natural. And we we talked a little bit about the voices in Scooby Natural because they were very, obviously very different from like the 1969, 1970 Scooby-Doo. Where are you? And then I realized the same person. I was like, holy shit, same person. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah. Because Mandy has a very good voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking of good voices, we also have Greg Eagles as the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I really like his voice too. He does a really good job. Yeah. He definitely feels like a Reaper to me. Like, I think he's perfectly cast. Yeah. He also does the voice for Spurg in this episode and in okay. the Grim Invention. Spurg is the bully that is a continuing uh, gotcha. series. Okay. And so, yeah. Cool. He does his voice too. And then we have Malcolm McDowell as Baron Von Ghoulish. Mm-hmm. Malcolm McDowell is one of those actors that I totally know but like when I first see him I'm like wait what else has he been in like I know who he is but um I looked at his IMDb page he's been in just so many things so I'm sure that's why um he was in the movie Easy A he's on two episodes of Community which is one of my favorite shows including their fourth season Christmas episode Intro to Knots which is not as good as their first three Christmas episodes our friend Emily Vanderwolf actually said like, oh, they just tried to do too much in that episode. It just didn't work, which I kind of agree. Um, their first three Christmas episodes are freaking fantastic, though. But um, Malcolm McDowell is good in that. Yeah. And we don't actually know her. We talk about her on the X-Files all the time. So just for clarity. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We just yeah. talk about her on X-Files. I don't know <laughs> She's her. not really our friend. She, she helped write a book about the X-Files where they review it. She also yeah. worked for AV Club. And so she was talking. Yeah. I read something she wrote about that episode. Tori would probably was... get along famously with her. I probably would yeah, talk actually, I shit probably to her would. and she would hate me. So, yeah. Yeah, we, pro- <laughs> we probably agree on a lot of things, to be honest. Um, he was also in an episode of Monk. He's done a ton of voice acting. He's just been in so many things that, you know, if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that's who it is. But when I heard his voice the first time in this, I was like, who is that? I know that person. And I had to look it up. Yeah. You, I have to say, whenever we have people who are like guest stars on things and you do their credits, I'm always like, you, you're hilarious because like, we'll have like Sir Lawrence Olivier. And you'll be like, and he was in an episode of something and like, not, it's, it's funny. Cause like we have such different mm-hmm. um, ranges of things. I mean, you did leave out that he was in an episode of psych. No, I must I mean he had a long IMDB. I probably (laughs) missed it because I really I love Monk and Psych. And community is again one of my favorite shows. And 
again, their first three Christmas specials are amazing. He's in season yes. four, which season four is very hit and miss on that show. Yes. So season five. But you might also know Malcolm McDowell from Clockwork Orange, mm-hmm. Caligula, yeah. Time After Time, where he plays H.G. Wells when Jack the Ripper rips off his time machine and goes to 1970 San Francisco. Oh, okay. Um, he's the villain in Tank Girl. He played, uh, Tori, he played Abraham Whistler on Spider-Man, the animated series in 1996. Nice. We all just talked about Blade. And so he plays Whistler. Yeah, we talked about Blade on the Vampire Podcast. Yep. Uh, He was Metallo in Superman, the animated series and in Justice League Unlimited. Nice. Um, He's actually himself in Scooby-Doo and Guess Who last year in 2020. Wow. He plays Nick Frost's dad in Truth Seekers, which we might need to watch, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I would I would watch it because I'm in I've been wanting to watch it. But I haven't. But I yeah, he he plays Nick Frost's dad in that. And then he's also the voice of Varney the Vampire in season four of Castlevania, which came out this year in 2021. Yeah, I haven't so. seen Castlevania. That actually came up on the episode we recorded today. I was like, I've never seen that. I know it's a show. Yeah, I know it's based on a video game. I haven't played it. Haven't yep. seen it. And Varney the Vampire is kind of they're kind of playing that where like things are real a little bit too because Varney the Vampire is like the famous like like Penny Dreadful mm-hmm. in England, and so he plays that as if that character was a real person, nice like, like a spy for Dracula in England, kind of. Oh, cool! That's so, a cool yeah. idea. Yeah, I haven't seen Castlevania either. I heard really good things about it, but I don't know anything about the franchise. I know it was a video game, I think. It is a video game. Yeah, it has okay. like several yeah. incarnations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But apparently it's really good. And I just haven't, we've talked many times on our Exiles podcast about how I'm not really a watcher. And so, like, and I am. I watching just... something is a task. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might need to do Truth Seekers um, because it's only 80 episodes and it's got Nick Frost in it. And nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Carol Kane as Mrs. Claus. Yes, Carol Kane. And Gilbert Gottfried as Santa Claus. Yeah. And I don't think we need to say anything about Carol Kane and Gilbert Gottfried. If, no. If you don't know who they are, then you don't know who they are. And yeah. I'm not going to even talk to you. Although so. I always think of Yago when I think of Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, so he I was know the he's done a million things. In, was it Aladdin? Aladdin. Yeah. Yago. Okay. Yeah. And he was the duck in the Aflac commercials. And just, mm-hmm. he has a really. I stopped listening a long time because I was getting overwhelmed by podcasts. He has a, he has a podcast that he does. Oh, I didn't know that. He is, he is very, Gilbert Gottfried is super like old time Hollywood. Like he's really into old time Hollywood and old movies. And he's apparently like guest hosted on like um, AMC and stuff or not AMC, the movie channel. One of the, one of the movie channels, which now apparently does commercials too. But like one of the ones like back in the day when cable didn't suck all the time was like a really good place to go watch movies. Um, Turner Classic Movies, that's what it was. It was Turner Classic oh, Okay. Movies. But he has guest hosted on that as well. Um, he is super, and like on the podcast that he has, they interview like all these old guys who are like, like very possibly like these are the last time they may be interviewed by people because they're super old and unfortunately probably going to die. Um, it's super fantastic to listen to. Um, I kind of stopped listening to because I was getting overwhelmed. And then they started doing short podcasts, like e- extra episodes, but they were they weren't patreon they were like the they were part of like a con a podcast company network whatever it was and oh. he has subscribed to like whatever it was oh yeah mm-hmm. and to listen to the extra ones and that kind of turned me off and then plus like their regular podcasts were sometimes like an hour and a half two and a half hours long like some of them got pretty long they were super interesting though but i was also just like i had too much other stuff going on right you just have a lot going on and yeah and then i also got kind of like mm. as someone who now has a patreon 
podcast. I'm like, I'm not going to pitch to listen to your stuff. Just give me everything. But I'm a hypocrite. So that's how it goes. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there, I do. I subscribe to several podcast Patreons and I go back and forth. Like sometimes so I subscribe I. for a while. And then, you know. To me, that's different than subscribing to a network just to listen yeah. to a show. I know. Right? And like we're 100% hypocrites because if someone offered us a bunch of money to put I want to rewatch on some kind of network behind a paywall, we'd probably be like, sure, let's do it. I mean, I don't know for sure. We'd have to talk about it, but I wouldn't. Yeah, be I don't know about behind a paywall, but I would definitely yeah. I would feel bad about it, but I would totally take a bunch of iHeart radio money. For oh, I would for take like ad dollars. 27 ad ads before my day. podcast started. So, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, no one is offering us ad dollars, but um. Yeah, I just I feel like unless you're listening to a lot of stuff on that network, I feel like one of the things that's gone wrong with podcasting is how they've tried to segment it into like cable channels now because like big companies realized there was a lot of money in podcasting and now they're trying to suck all the money out of it. And it's not super great for anyone, really. It's not great for listeners. Well, and it's a lot. Also, it's a lot of people who like a lot of the stuff coming out now is people from outside who already have like name recognition and yeah. are super rich and are like, now I'm going to get into podcasting. I'm just, well, and just drowning out all the smaller people. Well, and so. a lot of it is like actors who were out of work during the pandemic. And so like, what can we do? Let's start a podcast. But you know, they're an actor. They have a big following. Of course, they're going to have really good podcast numbers because they have fans and stuff. And so, yeah. and that's fine, but it does make discoverability harder. And yeah, anyway, we could talk about that all day, but we don't yeah. really need to. It's we just rely on pure talent as opposed to name recognition. <laughs> we just so. rely on our sheer awesomeness. So that's right. <laughs> yeah. what, what I like about the credits is that each person, at least for our voice actors, they get their own snowflake next to their yeah. name and they're talking. And uh, uh, Santa's has fangs, though. Weird. That seems weird. Maybe it was an animation error. Maybe. Although it does like then turn right with blood and then runs at you at the screen and then yeah must be an animation error must be yeah probably a little glitch they didn't know to but yeah see that I don't see why Santa would have fangs and then this is a thing that happens in every episode of Billy and Mandy and so like I said the Billy Mandy episodes sometimes they are a full episode is like just a episode but usually what happens is it's like that you get like two episodes in a single episode right so it's a half hour show there'll be like a fifteen minute piece and a fifteen minute piece. Sometimes they'll do 30 minute ones, but for the most part, usually like you get two episodes per half hour. So, and every episode when it starts, after they give you the title, Mandy comes up and says something. And in this one, she comes up and she's wearing a little Santa hat and she says, Bah, humbug. And then it's Monty Python foot like smashes her and goes, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is the thing that happens in every episode. Oh, okay. I so, didn't know. Yeah. It's kind of a, I kind of, I'm trying to remember if it happens. Commercial breaks are kind of weird in this um, because I don't remember. It's been so long. And I want to say that maybe there was a commercial either right before that. I can't remember. It was always like they did the opening credits and gave you the title and then it was Mandy and a commercial, or if they did all that and it was credit and they gave you the name of the episode and they went to commercial and they would come back and it would be Mandy and then the show would start. I don't remember where that fit in. But I mean, now, if you're watching it, you're not watching it with commercials anyway, because not on the air anymore. So you're watching it on some streaming service or on DVD or whatever. So, mm-hmm. Or if you torrent it, I'm not going to complain. So whatever. So yeah, but that is something that happens on every episode. Cool. But then the episode itself starts. Yeah. So then we start and we're at Ennsville Shopping Plaza. 
the mall that has it all. Yeah. And we see Billy and Mandy are standing in line with Grim, and Grim is eating a hot dog on a stick. I'm sorry. Grim is eating a hamburger on a stick. And Billy's like, I can't believe this bathroom line is so long. My bladder is going to explode. And he really looks like he's in pain. And honestly, can relate. Yeah. Have been in some and, pretty long And actually, Grim that. and Mandy, like, step back because he's like, my bladder is going to explode. And then yeah. so they're like, step back. Yeah. And Grim talks about how, like, mall food is amazing and, you know, offers them some hamburger on a stick. And they don't really want it. Mandy doesn't want it. And then one of the kids in line overhears Billy talk about the bathroom line and is like, no, actually, this is the line for Santa. And Billy apparently forgets all about his bladder because now he knows that Santa is there. And so he's just yeah. really excited. So he just starts screaming for Santa and running towards Santa, ignoring yeah. the line. completely. Santa! 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 Yeah. yeah. And Mandy says that Santa is a big red scam. And, you know, Grim is like, Santa's not a scam, you know, whatever. And Billy runs through the crowd of kids and he manages to, like, push them back and get to the front of the line and hop on Santa's lap. He actually jumps out of Santa's beard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he's like, he's like popping up, like, throughout the line. He's like, Santa, 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 Santa. And then he pops out of Santa's beard and knocks the girl who was on Santa's, like, lap off. And then, yeah. And then he tells Santa what he wants for Christmas, which I think he Nick does. is going to do. Yeah, he takes a big, deep breath, and he says, I want a peg leg, a three-year radio, a Shetland pony, an automatic shoe buffer, an Eskimo, a baby antelope, underman aqua pants, ringworm medication, a staple gun, robotic fingers, a fourth nipple, a condo Miami, a monkey butler, a battery-powered battery charger. And then he asks Santa why Santa has only got one eye, because his weirdo next-door neighbor only has one eye. And that guy's a real freak monkey. <laughs> yep. And then it, we find out that he's been he's been relieving himself on Santa the whole time. Yeah, gross, gross. Yeah. Um, also, you said uh, underman aquapants. <laughs> underman aquapants. <laughs> Aquaman underpants. There we go. There we go. A baby antelope. Aquaman underpants. Ring more medication. Okay. Um, underman aquapants. It's <laughs> amazing. That needs to be like a t-shirt. I don't think anyone would buy that t-shirt, but it's amazing. I That might, yeah. Hmm. So anyway, we learned that the reason why Santa has one eye like Billy's neighbor is because it is Billy's neighbor being the mall Santa who yep. also wants an extra dollar 50 an hour, but you don't always get what you want. And disappointment yep. is a present too. That's right. Poor Cassie. Cassie just wants wings so she can fly, but nope, <laughs> she's not getting shit from Santa. <laughs> no, he's from this Santa. And then everyone in the mall loses their mind because they're like, whoa santa's trying to kill that kid and so like the elves are like dragging scar away from billy because he's trying to kill billy because billy peed on him (laughs) and then his beard falls off and everyone is like hey that santa's not real and they're like the mall lied to us and they basically destroy them all christmas Mm -hmm. tree falls down it catches on fire and then um grim is like hey let's go this isn't going to go well and so they leave yeah. Meanwhile, other people are beating Scar and like, yeah, they're just kicking his butt. Poor yeah, guy. Poor like, Scar, I don't he's know. like, it's just a job. I know. It's a job that he's not even getting that extra dollar fifty an hour for. And he just got peed on. And now he's getting his butt kicked because he's not the real Santa. Yeah. Because Scar retired from trying to take over the world with a little trio that he had. Um, and then now just lives in Billy's neighborhood as his neighbor. And oh, he's trying gotcha. to live a normal life, but is really having trouble adjusting to normal life because basically all he's ever done is 
entire life is try to take over the world. So yeah, that would be a challenge. That's a big transition. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I want a hamburger on a stick, but I do love mall food. And I think soft pretzels are the ultimate mall food. And I will not take questions. Well, I'm not going to question you, but I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> no. Because soft pretzels are basically girl food. And I said <laughs> it and I'm not taking it back. The only people I've ever known who like soft pretzels are non-male presenting. And I used to work right across from a pretzel shop in a mall. So I know what I'm talking about. Also, like pretzels are just like weird boiled bread, like tied in a knot and then baked. Oh, but they're so good. You can bake them with cheese and then eat them with like spicy mustard or like cheese sauce. Oh, so yeah. Good. But you could also have hamburger on a stick, which sounds fucking amazing. Although I'm not really sure what's keeping the buns on that because the stick is like through it sideways. So, like it's through the meat, but then everything else is still attached. So maybe it's just like covered in cheese. And mm. so the cheese makes everything stick together. And it does look like his does have cheese on it. Um, cheeseburger on a stick obviously would be superior. Um, you could also, I had this idea of thinking about hamburger on a stick. You could cover it in a layer of potatoes and then deep fry it. And it would be like a burger and fries on a stick. Ooh. Boom. You're welcome. So, Someone called the county fair. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, I have a carny at heart. So <laughs> yes. Also, have you ever had scotch eggs? I haven't. I know what they are, but I've never had one. I made them once. They were, they turned out perfect and they were amazing. And I haven't made them since because I'm scared because I have a tendency when I make something that's relatively complicated and has to be done the right way, I tend to nail it the first time. And then every time I do it afterwards, it sucks. I know. I did the same thing. Like, I think it's because maybe I follow the recipe really closely the first time. And the second time I think like, I remember how to do it. And then I leave out some key part, which has happened to me before, but yeah. Yeah, because like when I went to culinary school, I made all these amazing cakes and stuff and like super like intricate, and it would come out perfect. And then I do them again and they would suck. Yeah. And that's kind of my life. I do things great once and then <laughs> never again. Never so, changed. yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Scar is actually played by Armin Shimmerman, who's probably best known as Quark on Star Trek. He also played Principal Snyder on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which I thought was interesting because Malcolm McDowell was a principal in ECA. So oh, yeah. 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 And then I love like after they get outside the mall, Grim is like, how come every time I take you to the mall, it burns down? And I was just like, that's hilarious. I don't know why. Yeah. Billy's like, I blame the economy. <laughs> but Manny still wants to know about this whole like just Grim has been telling her Santa's real and she doesn't believe it. And so he's like, I got your proof right here. And he makes a fist. But then he opens his fist and his scythe opens up like a, like a, you know, you've seen like on Teen Titans, like Robin has this cool pole that he has, but it's all super small. And then he opens it and pool pops out. Grim Scythe does the same thing. And so then he swipes this at the air and it makes a swirling vortex. Billy loves a swirling vortex. And so they're going to go to the North Pole. Yep. To go see Santa. Because Grim went to college with Santa, apparently. And so uh-huh. he knows Santa. And yeah. he's going to prove that Mandy, that Santa is real. Got to get her in the Christmas spirit. Yep. They show up on Hoth, apparently, because Luke Skywalker is hanging upside down in the Wampa Cave. And Billy reaches in, sticks his head in there and calls for Santa. 
but apparently it's not Santa in there because then he pulls back and his face is all ripped off and he says Santa has sharp claws and Grim calls him a doofus and tells him that that's not Santa's house. Santa house is over there and he points to Santa's house and Billy's like ah! and runs calling for yeah. Santa. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty excited. So they get up to the house and there's a sleigh and it's like a big red sleigh and the engine's running. So it's turned on mm-hmm. and you know, Billy's like Santa sleigh and Mandy's like, or it could belong to a rogue Eskimo. And <laughs> Grim's like, well, this is weird. Why would Santa and Mandy's like, or an Eskimo leave the sleigh running. And so he turns off the engine, you know, keys in there. And they're going to go figure it out. So they walk up to the porch of the house and Grim knocks and no one answers. And Mandy mm-hmm. points out like, well, if someone saw the Grim Reaper standing on their door, why would they answer? And Grim points out, yeah, but usually there's some screaming or something. So yeah. there's no reaction at all. But luckily, Grim has a way in. He has a skeleton key. And then a snowball comes to Frost Green and hits Grim in the face. Mm-hmm. So because he's making yeah. a bad joke because skeleton key he's a skeleton right uh-huh yeah. yeah but the skeleton key works and so they get inside and of course as soon as they get inside billy drives the sleigh through the wall of the house anyway and so yeah well because billy remember when he's excited about santa's sleigh he sticks his tongue to it and his tongue sticks uh-huh. to it like in a christmas story uh-huh. his tongue is the sleigh, and then he drags it with his tongue and crashes through the wall uh-huh. so yeah I kind of wanted to go through and count all the different little pop culture references we get in this episode. Can we get a lot? Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to miss some. And so I'm not going to try to count them because, you know, I know things, you know things, but we're also going to not know things. And so there's probably some stuff that we're missing. That is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, we get a, we get a Christmas story reference right there. Boom. Yeah. I actually think the little kid telling him it's Santa is almost kind of a Christmas story reference too. He's not exactly dressed like that weirdo kid who loves the Tin Man, but I kind of got that vibe from him. So yeah, that could okay. just be me imprinting that. on it, but yeah. I could definitely see it. So once they're inside, Miss Claus pops up and she is like turned over a table and the couch and they're like hiding behind it. Yeah, and like she's barricaded, like, yeah. She's like, oh, Grim, it's just you. And then she's like, it's okay, everyone. You can come out. It's just death. Which is great. Um, and then, of course, Billy was right because Miss Claus is real. Therefore, Santa is real. So he does his Billy was right dance. That's right. Billy was right dance is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So. It's pretty great. Yes. Yep. And then, like, Grim is like, what's going on? Mrs. Claus' first name is Nancy, by the way, just in case you need to know. So it's like, Nancy, what's happening? And she starts to cry and hugs him. And basically crushes his spine. And then she's trying to tell him what happened. But then she's like, oh, maybe it's better if I just show you. So she takes him down into the basement. And Billy gets his nose stuck on a hook. Well, not, not he doesn't really get his nose stuck on a hook. He kind of sees a hook and he puts his nose on it. And then when Grim tells them to come, he follows them and his nose stays on the hook. Billy has a big, giant nose, by the way. So, um, so then he has no nose and he walks over. And then it grows back, and Mandy is grossed out by that. But then there's a big gingerbread, what looks like a coffin in mm-hmm. the basement. Yeah, yeah it's And weird. Mrs. Claus calls um, some elves over. I think it's Tinkle and Winkle. And she, they help her slide the case back. And Billy's all, Santa? 
and there's nothing there, like nothing's happening. But we do hear like a weird, like breathing noise. And then Billy starts to ask Santa, like again. But then Santa jumps up and he's all, ah! and he says the line from I think it's Evil Dead Two. It's like, I will swallow your soul. I think anyway. And basically, he's, but he's all green and gross looking. He's a vampire. And Santa was bitten by a vampire. And so, yeah. Well, that is going to put a dent in Christmas if Santa was bitten yeah. by a vampire. Yeah. Thankfully, he's chained inside and he also um, gets tired and then just eh, and he goes back and lays down in his coffin. And <laughs> Mrs. Claus complains that he always did tire quickly. Yeah. And then they decide to go back upstairs and, and chat with mm-hmm. Santa in his coffin sleeping. So, yeah, because she still loves him, apparently, because like he falls asleep. And so she's like, let's let's go upstairs they don't she doesn't want to disturb him while he's sleeping no he's like uh, the living and dead now and mm-hmm. a vampire so yeah so they go upstairs to talk yeah everyone's got cocoa and cookies toss them so and mrs claus is telling me she doesn't really know what happened she was like doing all the chores around the house and she's talking and billy keeps like she's like i was cleaning santa's so waxing the sleigh and billy's like santa has a sleigh even though he just like had his tongue tucked to the sleigh uh-huh. and then like she was you know ironing his underwear and Santa has underwear and he's doing that. And then eventually we get the story that she doesn't know what happened, but then she came into the house after chopping wood and Santa was trying to drink the blood of the little elf who wants to be a dentist. So Hermie wants to be an mm-hmm. ent- a dentist from Rudolph and the Reindeer. Yes. And so apparently they tackled him and chained him up, put him in the coffin. Yeah. They Grim just had a like gingerbread that. coffin hanging around, which is great. Yeah. And well, they probably had the elves make it. I mean, they probably true. didn't have one just laying around, but I mean, it's gingerbread. You can whip it up. Fine. That's true. Pretty you do quick, see later yeah. they have a big gingerbread. I mean, it's Santa's workshop, right? They can make everything. So it's true. It's true. Yeah. Grim doesn't like the idea of Santa being a vampire, though. No. Grim says, I always hated the living undead, wandering around all dead but alive. And then he slurps some cocoa, makes a mockery of me job. Yeah. Which is such a great line. It's so good. Like, just love that like yep. uh, of course a reaper wouldn't like a vampire yeah that's, that's a mess yeah. for them that yeah. was a complicated but, situation yeah but then the tree if he says that the tree falls on him yeah yeah that's not good and then we see that mandy is knocking over the tree she actually cut the tree down with the scythe and billy's like you can't destroy a tree like that you gotta stomp on it but she's not trying to destroy the tree she's carving a stake <gasps> And she says she knows how it works. She watches movies. You have to kill the head vampire. I wonder which movie she's talking about. You don't know. Possibly, Possibly Lost the Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. Which yep. both of both this podcast, you probably know, did it. And my podcast, Vampires Room My Life, also did the Lost Boys this year. Yes. So we've had lots of Lost Boys discussion. We have. So they're, they're to, how do they find the head vampire, though, Tori? What do they need yeah, to do? Yeah, well, so Mrs. Claus suspects that it might be that Baron guy, or at least they can ask him because he'd probably know. He's creepy. So she tells him, it's very easy to get there. He lives right around here. You just follow the dead man's path through the crag of endless stabbing pain. Take a left at the tree of evisceration into the cave of horrible smells. Then cut through lovable Pony Meadow and you'll be at the Forbidden Castle of No Return. Mm. Sounds like an easy trip. Yeah. Also, they show this as she talks about it and the ponies from lovable Pony Meadow look exactly like first gen My Little Ponies. 
Yeah, I'm sure not unintentionally. Oh, I'm sure intentionally so. 100%. I just thought it was cute because yeah. I was a My Little Pony kid when I was like four. So, yeah. So like Scooby-Doo, they're going to split up. Oh, yeah. that Billy is going to well. stay with Mrs. Claus. And Grim and Mandy are going to go take care of, well, maybe take care of Baron Von Gulish, or at least talk to him about where the head vampire is, right? So we don't know if he's the head vampire or if he just knows where the head vampire is at this point. Mm-hmm. So Grim tells Billy he's got to be the man of the house. Man, take care of everything, right? So they leave, and Billy's like, don't worry, Mrs. C. Like, I'll take care of everything. You just tell me what you need me to do. And then she's like, oh, because like she's not used to people like offering to help, apparently. I know. Um, she lives yeah. in this house full of elves, and apparently no one ever helps like wash the dishes or vacuum the floor. Yeah, we'll get more of that story later. Mm-hmm. But so she gives Billy a hug. And no one needs a story. Every woman is like nodding their head. They're like, yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and basically crushes Billy's spine too, and he passes out. Yeah. She hugs him too tight. She likes to hug a lot. She does like to hug. So, yeah. So apparently Grim and Mandy have made it through all those places. And apparently the ponies fought really hard. So that was maybe not fun, but they made it. And then now they're at the forbidden castle of no return. So they're trying to figure out how to get in. And Mandy just breaks a window and they they get in. And, uh, you know, we see that the Baron is like brushing his fangs with a file and some toothpaste. So he's in the bathroom. And he hears the window break and he comes out and Mandy is standing on his bed mm-hmm. and she's got her muddy feet all over his Dupiani silk bed cover. And he's like, what are you doing? Get off my bed. Are you insane? Which I mean, honestly, don't put shoes on your bed. Don't even, what are you doing? Uh, so I'm also wondering like, how she got muddy feet. They like tromped through all the snow. Well, there um, might've been mud in the, the pony meadow. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Also, for vampire references, Baron Mongoolish does not cast a reflection in the mirror when he's brushing. He does not. But he does grab his silk bed cover and take it away so he can get the stains out before they set in because he's very not happy about the situation. And so he leaves, and Grim is like, That was the head vampire. And Mandy's like, Or his mother. So also, Baron Von Gulish is very um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. With yeah, he's the got big, that look the big yeah. hair yeah yeah and he's green and he's yeah yeah vampires are apparently green or blue in this episode mm, so, yes yeah but yeah he's green but he does have the big dracula bouffant kind of thing going on yeah he does so he comes back out apparently got his silk soaking or something so he can get the stains out and he's like you know, look at this mess and who's going to pay for my window? All my windows are handcrafted by local artisans. They're all objet d'art. And Mandy stakes him. She's just <laughs> like, okay, it's head vampire. She's not wasting any time. She just stakes him. He turns to dust. Poof. Problem solved. Grim makes a bad pun. He's like, I'd ash you to dinner. Gets hit with a snowball. And, yep. uh, and they're yeah. done, so they're leaving. They're walking yeah, away. Boom. because they have now slayed the head vampire. Things are good. But then yeah. Baron Von Gulish reforms. He comes back. All the, you know, he's, there's still like ash on the floor, but he's back. And he's like, what have you done? I'm going to be cleaning ash out of my carpet for eternity. He's very unhappy about this development. Yeah. Before we get the cleaning the carpet part, he's just like, what have you done? And we go to commercial because oh, they're right. killed by this vampire who comes back to life, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 
which I have to say a cleanliness obsessed vampire is my new favorite thing. I feel like writing 10 books about it. I think it's the best idea ever. I'm sure it's been done before, but it just made me really happy. Yeah. Object they are is one of those things that my wife and I say to each other all the time when <laughs> we're being funny about things that like might be broken or, you know, just like, object they are. It's all local artisans. So, yeah. Or if we're being, or if we're being snooty about like um, hipsters. Because, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> So we come back from commercial and as Tori said, he's like, what have you done? I'm even picking ash out of my carpet. So he's like, you know, Mandy's like, what did you do? Like, I killed you. How are you back? Like, what, how is this working? And it turns out that she staked a little too far to the left, I believe, and got his trusty hand dust back. buster. He has a dust yeah. buster. And so head. it's got a stake through it. And he turns it on and stake shakes out and he sucks the stake up. And then he's trying to vacuum up all the ash and everything. And they're like, you know, and then we find out that he's not really like they'd asked him if he was a head vampire before Manny staked him. And he's like, well, of course I am. I'm like over 300 years old. Of course, I'm the head vampire. And they're like, well, what's going on? And he's like, well, you actually want the head head vampire because apparently they did some vampire reorganization. And so he doesn't really understand the new org chart, but Mm-mm. they need to find the head head vampire, not just lower level middle management vampire stuff. So. Right. And Mandy's like, well, he like mentions that he thinks the head vampire was at his party. And Mandy's mm-hmm. like, well, I bet if he spilled something on your carpet, you'd know who he was. And she's yeah, and probably all... right. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> it's all... great. Yes. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Baron Von Gulich is a little camp. He's amazing. He's my favorite yeah. character in this. And I love <laughs> him so much. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, sorry about the mess, dude. We got to go get the head head vampire there. We got to save Christmas. And then Ghoulish is like, oh, save Christmas. And he like turns into a bat and flies and gets in front of them. He's like, please, please let me come with you. Please, 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 please. I always wanted to save Christmas ever since I was a little kid. And we get a flashback of little Baron Von Ghoulish as a kid, like doing some drawing. He's like, someday I'm going to save Christmas. <laughs> and then Mandy's like, no, like you're not coming with us. And Grim's like, oh, come on, Mandy. Like, let him come with us, please. And she's like, fine, he's your business. He's like, I always wanted to save Christmas with a vampire sidekick. And then we get a flashback to Grimm, also as a little kid, doing some drawing. He's like, someday I'll save Christmas with a vampire. And then a snowball hits him. Oh, little kid Grimm gets hit by a snowball. And then they're like, okay, we're going to go. And then we get a song. We do. We do. We do. Yeah. Because Mandy's got the scythe. And so she's walking ahead. And then Ghoulish and Grimm are happy. They're singing. So. Do you want to sing the song or should I? No, I don't sing. Okay. We should do it together like as a duet. (laughs) I mean, we can try. I don't know if we want to subject people to that, but. Uh, You can be goulash. I'll be Graham. (laughs) Okay. So you start because you're goulash. Okay, right. Goulash. I keep calling him goulash. Why do I call him goulash? (laughs) Vampire goulash. It's not Russian. (laughs) No, and goulash is not scary. Even And goulash is not even Russian. It's like Eastern European. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm trash. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) so he's like so you know they're walking together and he's like well we're off yes we're off and then together they're like oh we're off we're off to to save save christmas Christmas. and then grim's like off to save christmas and they're like and we're cold super cold yes we forgot our jackets because we didn't bring our jackets so we'll freeze and and then mandy cuts him off and like tells him to shut up I know she's not excited about this song. Yeah. And then she's like, look, Baron, do you know where we're going? Because we're lost. And then they start singing and they're like, and we're lost. Oh, so lost. 
we can't feel our fingers. No, we can't feel our. And then she's like, shut up. And then she turns around and they're just frozen in a block of ice. <laughs> and she's Apparently like, they, they were really freezing and couldn't feel their fingers. <laughs> a giant block of ice together. Not two blocks of ice, one giant block of ice, like in mid, like song and dance, like just (laughs) frozen. (laughs) And so she's like, "Great, I have to spend Christmas with these two dorksicles," and she starts pushing the ice block down the road. Yep. Oh, it's great! It's so good. (laughs) And then we're back at Santa's workshop, and Billy's like dressed in like a little elf onesie, (laughs) and he's helping out. So he's like, you know, doing. I can't remember what he's doing at first but then he goes and gives rudolph a new nose because rudolph's mm-hmm. nose is kind of flickering so he unscrews it and puts in a new one and he's oh maybe he's doing the gingerbread thing before he does the reindeer i, I think he's so like, yeah he's basically doing all the chores he's helping make gingerbread and he falls in the big gingerbread vat and uh-huh. a house pops out of the machine and he's half in it and then two gingerbread people walk over like oh this house is great it's got two bedrooms three baths and then he eats them and then but he looks just like dead to like you know, dead to the world as he's doing these. He's very sad and depressed looking. Yeah, he's doing a lot of chores. She's got a big yeah, well, not, list. Well, I don't think it's the chores that are bothering him because then she thanks him for helping. And he's like, it doesn't matter because like Christmas is ruined because Santa's a vampire. And she's like, don't say that, Billy. And he's like, but I just did. <laughs> and she thanks him like he's like, he is the spirit of Christmas, Billy. Billy is now the spirit of Christmas. And so he asked if he can have Santa slay if Santa stays a vampire. And she's like, I love you, Billy. And you will definitely have a place in the new world order. Yep. Yeah. And then Grim and Mandy and Gula show up at the door. They do. They show up. They're back. And they're like... Well, the Baron isn't the head vampire, so now we have to find the head head vampire. And she says she needs them to see something in the basement. So she walks them over to the basement door, and she notices that Grim's scythe is looking a little dirty. So she takes it from him so she can clean it. She's like, let me see that. I'll get that clean. Yeah, she figures they should ask Santa. Well, I I think actually they decide that maybe they they should question Santa. Oh, right, right, right. Him, I think is what happens. Yeah. yeah. So they want to yeah. figure out. Oh, because they want to see if Santa remembers anything because they don't know who the yeah. head vampire is, but maybe he'll remember. Yeah. So anyway, they go into the basement. She takes a scythe. And then as they're in there, Mandy notices that something is weird. And then Mrs. Claus shuts the door to the basement. <gasps> Not good. And then they see they see the chains that had Santa are empty. Yeah, they're the cuffs are open and loose, and there's nothing cuffed to them anymore. So he is Santa's loose. loose. Mm-hmm. He's loose. So then Santa pops up out of nowhere, and he's got them cornered. And suddenly, Ghoulish remembers that Mrs. Claus is the headhead vampire, which would have been good to know a few minutes. Yeah, ago. man, he's like that would have been good to know like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so Grim tells Ghoulish like talk to him and. Ghoulish is like, we don't have like a secret vampire handshake. What do you want me to do? And so Grim thinks that maybe Mandy can awaken Santa if she gets him in the Christmas spirit. Because Ghoulish remembers that he likes songs. So like, yeah. you know, Ghoulish personally likes songs. He thinks maybe a song will help. Yeah, I'm sure and- Ghoulish has like, yeah, he's he's gone to a few musicals, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I mean, and that's not a bad thing. I love musicals. So I would be right next to him. We could sit together, talk about cleaning techniques. He could teach me how to. 
get those stubborn stains off the wall probably magic eraser we could geek out about how yeah. great those are and then watch a musical it'd be fun i, I would imagine the backstory of him becoming like a clean fetish person is like he probably got like blood on like one of his really fancy shirts at one point when he was drinking blood and yeah. was like ah and then just went from yeah. there something like that so mandy sings up on a rooftop and at her big finish santa seems to come around yeah, she is, and she is not. Um, she does not want to sing. It's not Mandy's style to sing, um, but she does because she doesn't want to die. And then they get a big finish, and they actually use candy canes to give her a big smile. Because man, that's the other thing. Mandy never smiles. There's actually one episode where she does smile, and like the entire <laughs> world goes insane and like breaks the universe. So. But yeah, big finish, and apparently that awakened the the inner Santa, and he's like, "Oh, what happened?" And then Manny walks up and was like, "Santa, you know what I want for Christmas?" He's like, "What do you want for Christmas, little girl?" He's still a vampire. He's still green, uh-huh. but he's like kind of got his mind back now. Yeah, he's more and in Santa mode. Yeah, he's more lucid. So and so she says that what she really wants for Christmas is for all his blood sucking race to die, and she tackles him with a about to stake him. But Grim whistles, and then his scythe like rips through the floor and comes into his hand, and he uses it almost like as an old like vaudeville hook to like get Mandy and pull her off of Santa, and says so like you know let's not you're gonna make things worse by killing him, and so then Mandy's like lucky that death was here to save you this time, fat man. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and honestly, I gotta say before we find out that Mrs. Claus is the headhead vampire. Her talking about a new world order and then taking Grim's scythe were huge red flags. So, not that they heard her say the new world order thing. Billy did. But, no, Billy did. Yeah. Know. Although he does run up to them and be like, Mrs. Claus says I'm going to get presents in the new world order. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah just kind of some red flags there. <laughs> so then they go back upstairs and, of course, like, and Goulash is like tapping his foot, like, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. and so Mrs. Claus comes clean. Yep. I'm the head vampire. And the head head vampire. And then we get a nice little flashback that I call when Santa met Nancy. And mm-hmm. she talks about how like, because M- Mandy's like, you must hate Santa if you turned him into a vampire. And she's like, no, I love Santa. And so we get a little story about when they met. And Santa was this kind of weird guy who was always trying to go around giving people presents, but no one really wanted presents. And they were always like, well, we wanted to give strangers presents. And so they were like, yeah. everyone was suspicious of it. They're like, who's yeah, this weird guy? Until he met her. And Mrs. Claus is looking hmm, kind of, I, yeah. Honestly, Mrs. Pretty. Claus kind of looks like my wife when I met my wife. Uh-huh. My wife has, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did not have a big red beard at the time, but <laughs> well, I don't have a red beard at all, never, because I'm not a ginger. But, yeah, so I kind of think like, I'm Santa, I'm St. Nick. And then now my wife is Mrs. Claus. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Mrs. Claus is kind of hot. And then I guess she was a vampire already because he taught her about the feeling of giving instead of just taking because she always took blood from people but he taught her how to give and so they decided to get married and they moved to the north pole to start a business and they agreed that when they started the business that they would work as a team Mm -hmm. but then as time went on apparently santa got more and more obsessed with his naughty and nice list and he obviously really liked the um the naughty bits and um meanwhile she just had to do all the work it was mm-hmm. like you know cleaning and cooking and chopping wood and just doing everything and so 
you know, she wanted a break. And so she decided to, you know, just turn him into a vampire. Yep. Makes but then sense. Mandy says, oh, I know what your plan was, lady. You were going to turn him into a vampire so that he would go down all the chimneys and turn everyone else in the world into a vampire. Mm. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, actually, I just wanted a break. But that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, that's why you don't give villains plans, Mandy. Don't give them ideas. Yeah. And then all the elves, it turns out, are little vamplings. Mm -hmm. They're actually not elves. They're little vampire things. Yeah, bat yeah. babies. And then it's commercial. Doesn't yeah. look good. Does not look good. I will say, Miss Claus said that she didn't have the plan of Santa turning everyone into a vampire, but she was talking about a new world order. So I'm not entirely convinced that she wasn't already planning that. Um, also, mm. Deacon Frost wants his shitty plan back. <laughs> that is, I listened to your Blade podcast. I mean, mainly because I had to edit it. And um, <laughs> poor Nikki that... has to listen because he's. <laughs> I'm forced to listen to it. He's forced to listen to his babble <laughs> about vampires, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> like I don't understand. I, I agree. Like I don't understand why, as a vampire, you'd want to turn because then it would just be like real life. It would be like right. It'd be boring. It'd be like, so yeah. boring. It would just like, be like, oh, we're all some... yeah. I gotta go to the grocery store and get some milk from the milk farm. Like no, or some blood from the blood farm. I gotta go to the grocery store and get some blood from the blood farm for my family. And man, blood prices have really gone up. And fuck, wages hasn't gone up in like years. And <laughs> like my boss is a dick. And like I'm barely scraping by. And it's like, no. Why would you want everyone to be a vampire? It's yeah. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. It makes no sense. It's like you're this special supernatural creature, and you want everyone else to be a special supernatural creature. You're not yeah. thinking this through, buddy. You're not. It's like being a through. billionaire and wishing everyone was a billionaire, right? Which yeah. obviously they don't. No, they obviously don't. They don't. They, they don't. They don't even want you to be like a hundred. No, billionaire, they don't even basically. want you to own a home. They just want yeah. you to be a slave to their corporate whatever. Yeah, bullshit. because that's how they're billionaires. That's how they can build lo rockets. So, and yeah exploit the workers anyway yeah yeah so it wasn't looking good at commercial break and then we no. come back and we don't actually find out what's going on yet because no because um, billy's walking around and he's exploring yeah. and he goes into santa's office and he gets really excited because he's got like Santa's pen and Santa's stuff. And he he breaks, Santa's breaks everything computer by writing on it with a pen and like crushes the screen. I'm not sure how that works, but not nice. Yeah. yeah. So he kind of destroys Santa's office. And then as he's looking around, he finds a thing that's like. Break glass in case of vampire attack. And so he's like, oh, you know, so he breaks the glass. And then he's done. He walks away. He's like, oh, that was fun. And then he leaves. <laughs> but a little holographic Santa appears and is like, going to give Billy some information on how to deal with this vampire situation. Yeah. Like a, little, a little Princess Leia action. Like, you know, Obi-Wan like, Kenobi, your only hope yeah. action. If so. you've hit this, I've probably been bit by a vampire, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Then we get to what's going on and grim ghoulish is like i'm out and he like jumps in the christmas tree and hides yeah and grim grabs mandy and they run into the toy room which seems like a good idea because they can bolt the door and they're safe from mrs claus and the elves out in the living room 
except the toy room is also full of little vampire elves. So they have like these huge conveyor belts and hooks and hanging toys and everything. As we get like a nice little like cool adventure of them like fighting, flying because the elves they're like little batlings, so they can fly. They flap around and they bite, and so they fight. And Mandy like shoots them with a squirty doll and hits them with toys and all kinds of stuff. They attack Grim and Grim turns on a robot that shoots a bunch of missiles and they shoot all shoots all the little elf vampire things. But then he's like, ha ha. And he turns around and one hits him in the eye. And he's like, ah, and he falls off the conveyor belt. And then um, they're like in a thing going up and the elves are there and Manny hits them with a bunch of stuff and drops like a computer on them and a hula hoop and just they're, ah. And then Grim's like, yeah. And then a toy hits him and he falls off and she's like, idiot. And then she goes down and she has a Barbie doll, I guess, mm-hmm. that has like super sharp feet because she's holding yeah. it like a steak and she's going to go take care of Mrs. Claus. Yeah, it's a good plan. Yeah, Mandy does get a cool like little like action hero one liner at one point when after all the elves have got smashed by the computer and the hula things like that. And she's like, I only like elves when they're making cookies. <laughs> so, Which, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I would prefer cookie making elves if I were fighting off vampiric little elves also. Yeah, and then we get another commercial break, which is weird because like I'm I really had trouble figuring out where the commercial breaks were in this. This is this was an hour-long episode of Billy and Mandy, but when you take out all the commercials, it's actually only 36 minutes and five <laughs> seconds. Wow. So there were a lot of I kind of was thinking there was they put like another little Chris and they may have they may have put like another little Christmas short from like another show at the end of it and they just didn't put it because I actually did go back and look at the archive on our Cartoon Network because I couldn't remember what time it aired. Um the show usually aired at 8 30 on Fridays. And so it did air at 8 30 on Friday, just it, then it went into the second half hour. So it went from 8 30 to 9 30. But the listing just says Billy and Mandy Save Christmas, 8.30 to 9.30. I think they actually tacked another show on because that's a lot of fucking commercials. Yeah, um, that really is. Even Although, for Cartoon Network. That's I know. Car- I, yeah, I remember Cartoon Network having a lot of commercials, but that is Yeah, but that lot. seems excessive. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they probably... Because, I mean, they, there's a, there, were, there were a lot of shows that did that where you had, like, two or three, like, shorts in an actual episode. And so they could have easily stuck in, like, a Johnny Bravo... Or, you know, Two Stupid Dogs or something. Or Powerpuff you know. Girls or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Or actually was a Powerpuff Girls Christmas episode that aired after. And there was a Dexter's one and something like that on the, on the oh, listing. Wow. So, yeah. Dexter's yeah. Lab. My brother loved that show. Oh, and the, and the Ed, Ed and Eddie Christmas special aired oh, okay. later that night, too. So, yeah. Lots of cool um, Yeah. There was probably like some little short that they could air after that to fill in. And they would do. I remember them doing that sometimes. There would be like a show that didn't run the full length and they would just stick in like a little like bonus thing that was wasn't actually on the schedule mm-hmm. so yeah i think that did happen a lot so yeah i'm it gonna i'm sense. gonna give them the benefit of the doubt if they did that on this <laughs> one assume they didn't have 24 minutes of commercials for yeah. an hour yeah. that would be a lot yeah yeah, yeah. then we come back from the commercial though yeah and mandy is ready to stake mrs claus she's ready she's gonna mm-hmm. take her revenge but then Billy comes running in and he's got a bowl and he runs up to the gingerbread coffin and he's got a, a solution to this whole problem. He's got the vampire, vampire antidote. Yep. Nice and fresh. Yeah. So he brings it up to the coffin and he takes the cover off the bowl 
And we see it's cookies. <gasps> and milk. And, and milk. milk. He's got yep. a glass of milk. So Santa kind of like sniffs it. He's like, what's that? What's that? You know, he's still a vampire. And then he grabs the bowl and he chugs it all down. Milk and cookies just down his gullet and eats it yeah, all. Kind of cookie monster style, honestly. Yeah. So. And then Or like he- um, Randy being a little piggy. He like just puts the plate up to his face and eats them. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And so then he like drops the bowl and falls back into the coffin and there's all these lights and like swirly stuff and Christmas, you know, Christmassy things. And then all of a sudden Santa gets up and he's back. He's just Santa. He's not a vampire anymore. (laughs) So then he calls for Nancy because Nancy, Mrs. Claus. Her and Mandy are facing down, right? And Mrs. Claus is huge at this point because she was when Mandy walks in. Mrs. Claus is hanging upside down like a bat in this room full of like ice and there's bones on the floor and everything. And then she comes down and she's like a giant, like half bat vampire creature. And so she stomps over and Santa says, like, Billy wants us to not fight for Christmas. And then Billy walks over and he talks to mrs santa and he's like mrs claus christmas isn't about destroying your enemies and taking over the world with a vampire army it's about stockings and he whips out a pair of like fishnet stockings at that point so i'm not sure what kind of stockings billy is talking about and candy and christmas cookies it's about never-ending presents and the santu brings them it's about helping people and licking cake beaters <laughs> sure sometimes we eat the yellow snow but at christmas it tastes just a little bit better. Mm. <laughs> and that softens Mrs. Claus's heart. And she calls Santa cookie, cookie face. face. Cookie face. Yep. Cookie face. And says so she can't stay mad at him. And so she turns back into Mrs. Claus and she runs over and they kiss and everything's wonderful again. Yay. Yay. But then Manny's like, um, Santa, aren't you worried about Mrs. Claus being a vampire? think this might happen again yeah well and santa's like mandy we can't help who we fall in love with nancy was a vampire long before i met her and mandy's like that seems like a bad idea i know sometimes you just have to take risks and have faith and believe in the goodness that we all have deep down inside us that's what christmas is all about and then he gets close to her and he's like between you and me, this is like eh, six or seven times she's turned me into a vampire. But I always manage to return to my jolly old self. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah. Mandy's so. not impressed and slurps some cocoa. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Claus is like, this has been the best Christmas ever. And then Mrs. Claus gets hit by a snowball. She is not having that. Like, Grimmel put up with that shit. And Mrs. Claus is not. And she's like, who has been doing that? And we see Spurg pop up from off the window. He's all, ha, ha. And then he gets attacked by all the little vampling elf. Mm-hmm. And he's all, ah, help, 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 help. And then they're like, oh. And everyone holds hands. And they start singing. And they're like, And it sounds kind of familiar. It sounds very Christmassy. But it also sounds like something else. But I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. And then the end credits kick in and it's rounded round by rat. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And before and that, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And before that, Mrs. Claus is like talking about how she just wished she had some help around here. Oh, that's right. And I skipped we, all that stuff. Yeah. I skipped all the women's lip stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> so she's like, I just wish I had some help around here. And Baron Von Gulis jumps out of the tree and there's like broken ornaments and stuff on the floor. And he's like, oh, this just won't do. Only humans could live like this. And he starts like vacuuming the floor. And Mandy's like, I think we could probably work something out. So I think she's going to like broker a deal between Von Gulish and Mrs. Claus so that he can like come over and clean and help with some of the chores maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Gulish has become enslaved, honestly. But No, I think he's, But I think he enjoys it. So. He's, he's, I don't think he's going to be enslaved. I think he's volunteering. We'll see. I mean, we don't know what deal they came up with. They might but... reorg that vampire chart. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, Round and Round by Rat. Mm-hmm. Best Christmas song ever, honestly. <laughs> to end a Christmas special. And then we get we get we get during credits, we get animation and yeah. dialogue and everything. Yeah. And so Grim and Mandy wake up and it's like one minute after midnight. Uh-huh. Mandy's not having that. She's like, Grim, Christmas is when the sun comes up. And he's like, No, it's after midnight. That means Christmas is now. And he <laughs> runs and jumps in the tree. And then Manny just gets like, like just present wrapping stuff is just like, and knocks her down. And yeah, there's a lot of presents under that tree. Santa was nice yeah. to them. I guess that's what happens when you save Christmas. Yeah. I've got to save Christmas more often and get some sweet presents. Yeah. Grim gets a new scythe. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mandy, however, yeah. Mandy gets coal. Yeah. I guess like her attitude, I guess Santa wasn't impressed. And so she still got coal, even though she Maybe, helped save yeah. Christmas. Yeah, but she throws it at Grimm off screen. Probably, probably hits him in the eye. So, and then we see Santa sleigh outside, and he's all ho 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 ho. I'm not gonna try to do a Gilbert Godfrey voice because it would just one I'd hurt my throat, and then you guys don't want to hear that. Um, you can listen to Gilbert Godfrey do it when you watch the episode, or just do something else. To listen to Gilbert Godfrey because he, you know, he has a distinctive voice. I'm sure you know if you know Gilbert Godfrey. And he's like, "Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night." And then we see that Billy is leading Santa sleigh. He's wearing like a reindeer jumper, and his big nose that he has is glowing like Rudolph's. And he's all, "And happy Hanukkah too." That's what we have at my house, and we get more presents. Yeah. <laughs> and then they zoom off into the sky, and then, um. The, the credits end, and we also got like during the other credits too. Like we see little eyeballs from the doll because like mm-hmm. they have all the misfit toys in the basement too. And they go see Santa, and the little doll's eyes roll across the screen. And we see Baron von Gulish like sweeping up Christmas balls. And then the last thing in the credits is we get Billy going across the screen doing his Billy's Rice dance. Mm-hmm. And then we get the standard Cartoon Network closing. Grim tries to take a swipe at Billy and Mandy, and they duck. And he's like, "Oh, because they're still alive." Mm-hmm. And then it's all Cartoon Network dun 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 dun. <laughs> It's over. Yep, that's it. Best Christmas special ever. It's very fun. It's very funny. It definitely makes me want to watch the show because, like, I had never seen this show, which is funny because I did watch a lot of Cartoon Network. Uh, my brother was really into Dexter. Um, I think my, I think they also watched Powerpuff Girls. I watched a little bit oh, of Powerpuff they Girls. Do from us. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yes um and then i'm not grandpa is also a thing that we say in my house a lot <laughs> uh, as you know we're getting older i'm not grandpa so, yeah. and then um a little bit later i was really into foster's home for imaginary friends 
there are some episodes of that show that still crack me up every time. Like the one yeah, where see, Blue... that was when I started transitioning out of Cartoon Network. Like, okay. When that show came around, like Ed and Eddie was like the end. Like there was some oh. overlap there. See, like, I didn't Ed watch Ed and Eddie. Eddie. I didn't watch any of this. Oh, stuff. Ed and Eddie is fucking amazing. And I don't know why. Like again, my brothers were watching Dexter and Powerpuff Girls, but I just wasn't. I mean, I was working, and so I was probably busy, and I probably just didn't have time. Yeah. And then later, I got really. I mean, into funnily Fox. enough, you're like, I'm a grown up. I'm working and I'm busy, and I'm like. I'm older than you. And I'm like, okay, that's about time I phase out of car. No. <laughs> well, I mean, but then I got back in when Foster's home started and I was like really into that. I thought that was freaking hilarious. I loved it. There's some episodes that still crack me up to this day. I think it's freaking funny. Yeah. And I've, I, I still watch cartoons all the time. If I can. Yeah. I mean, as you know, um, Jeff and I were talking about how it's funny because like I was like home watching cartoons when he was off running around shooting people in the Marines. So, yep. yeah. 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 It happens. I mean, cartoons are good. Are. Yeah, for some reason, I never watched this one, and it's very funny. I could definitely see getting into it because it's very like. I mean, I love Reapers anyway, so I think that's great. Mandy, obviously, uh, I relate to on a deep and spiritual level, and would have really loved her as like a teenager or something because I would have related yeah. to her a lot. So she's great. Yep, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know. Actually, I, it's so fantastic. I think I don't know what else to say about it. It's yeah, fantastic. I don't really have. I mean, I don't have anything. And yeah, I don't have any criticism or anything. It was fun to watch. I'm glad I got to see it. It was a good yeah. time. I laughed a lot. The, the one criticism I would have if I were going to have it is in the way back in the very when Grimm is doing his little poem. And he talks about how, like, you know, he has this little line about how, like, there are some who aren't jolly and some who aren't nice. And Santa makes sure that they'll pay the price. And we see Santa has brass knuckles that say ho, ho, ho on them. Mm -hmm. They're backwards. So if he mm -hmm. punched you, it would leave O, O, O in your head. Mm -hmm. So he just needs to turn them upside down. Gotcha. And it would be fine. Because ho, ho, ho is a nice word where you can turn it upside down. And it says the same thing, right? It's all in caps. But yeah, the, when he shows them the way he's wearing them, it reads ho, ho, ho across the screen. But I think the thing with brass knuckles that leave imprints is that you want the imprint to look like like if like if you're like a supervillain or, or not a supervillain, if you're a superhero who like has a special ring and you want to punch someone and leave their impression like in their forehead as like your calling card, you probably want like your logo to be facing the right way so people can see it, not to hold the villain up to a mirror. And so you would want it to say ho, ho, ho when you punch them, not mm. oh, 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 but right. I don't know. Yeah. That's my big that's the big that's the big thing i have to pick on this is just that <laughs> so maybe he was standing in front of a mirror when he did that and so it actually was facing right. i don't know yeah I yeah maybe, possibly i could maybe find a way to rationalize it but that's my big that's always been my big thing like i noticed that like in the original watching of this i was like oh fuck those are backwards <laughs> maybe because like it's one of those things like it's it's for tv right and so you don't want people to say like why does it say oh 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 because people are not usually smart and they would not realize that like well if you're gonna punch someone you want to say oh, oh. right yeah yeah that's probably why. Also, it's for kids, so I'm sure they wanted to be. I there. don't know. The Billy Mandy was really for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on, on some level, yes, but I, yeah, I'm not sure it was really for kids. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, no, it's fucking amazing. Um, so funny story about the end song, Rat. Right. Um, when I first saw this, I was like, oh my god, this song is. I had never heard the song before, or at least oh, I had really? never remembered hearing the song before. And it's fucking an amazing song. Um, it is. Yeah. It's good. And um, I had to eat a little bit of crow because when I met my wife, 
on her where she was still obviously living with her parents right and um because we were young and on her bedroom wall she had like logos of bands painted on her wall and one of them was rat and i made fun of them because i i was not really into that kind of music i mean she had a far wider range of music than i did at Mm -hmm. her age um than i did at that same age and so i was kind of more of like you know like a like a new wavy 80s kind of dude kind of thing um she was listening to a wide range of music and i made fun of rat a lot because just their name rat with two t's Mm r-a-t-t i made fun of them a lot and then when this came on i was just ranting about how great because they don't they actually don't get a credit in the shows you don't know what the song i had to look the song up and try and figure out what it was by just typing in the lyrics on the internet thankfully this was 2005 and then I found out who it was, and oh man, <laughs> yeah, there was some crow eaten. Yes, so yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, this is amazing. I love this so much. My wife loves it. Tori loves it. I do. I really everyone do. loves it's it. Fun. Everyone should watch it. Um, it's very strangely, good. it's not available to stream. Because huh. of rights issues, which I'm imagining is based on round and round, unfortunately. It oh, was really? released on it was released on DVD in a DVD set of Christmas episodes from Cartoon Network. Okay. Um, which is where I got my copy of it because I bought the DVD and ripped it, which is why you were able to watch it because I sent it to right. you so you could watch it. But apparently, at least according to Wicked, I did not go look because I didn't need to go look. I didn't go need to go look for it because I have a copy of it. Um, but according to Wikipedia, it is not available. On any, all, all the episodes are, but like uh, some of the movies aren't. And then this also is not because of music licensing. Uh, so music licensing because ruins of this the song. party again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which what again, we've, we've talked about this on one of our episodes. I don't know. I think it was actually on a Patreon one. I think it was at the, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. But yeah. We've talked, but we about, talked, about, we think we've like, talked about a couple of times. We've talked about the X-Files, especially um, Beyond the Sea when Beyond the Sea was in French. Remember? Oh yeah. They did that weird so French we thing. We talked yeah. about that. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Oh, and um, we were talking about the new Scooby-Doo movies and how yeah. when you buy the DVD, there's one episode missing because the Adams family heirs or dicks and won't let them have the rights to it. And, the, and then they had to chop the opening and closing credits up too, because they appear in the opening closing animation credits. And so they couldn't use even the opening credits and closing credits of the original show because the Adams family leechers, I'm honestly, they had nothing to do with the creation of the Adams family or when this was licensed originally. But like I, my thought is if you give something to become part of another work, you can't then go back and rip it out later. I know because it is now part of something else like your thing still exists on its own, but you also lend a small part of it to something else. And yes, those companies who are using it and are getting profits from it should still be giving you some money for it. That, that part I understand. Yes, you should be getting paid, but you should not be able to just rip it out. It should just go to litigate. You know, it should be like, no, you are mandated to give them some money for it. Yeah, I and know, and it's, like, it's oh, all stupid it because it's all contracts that were written before DVDs or before streaming, so there aren't streaming clauses, there aren't DVD clauses. But there's so, but there's money clauses, and that's what it all is. That's all it comes I down know, to. It all comes I down know. to money, and so I'm like, and it, it frustrates well, not me on too. broadcast. Well, fuck you, it's stupid. Well, and so. I've mentioned before, like my dad was a musician. I have very 
I do believe musicians get paid. It's not that I'm arguing they shouldn't, but I do think like if you license your song for an episode of Scooby-Doo, you are licensing that song for that episode of Scooby-Doo in whatever format it appears. Exactly. You should get paid and, when it appears the on own, streaming. Yeah, and the, but, and the owners yeah. of that Scooby-Doo episode should then be, therefore give you whatever the deal was, right? They yeah. should be paid. Now, if it was a one-time offer, well, then you're shit out of luck, right? Unfortunately, right. a lot of people got screwed in bad contracts. You hear about that all the time with like very famous musicians from back in the day who, you know, maybe now are getting some financial restitution for what happened but and you know we're barely scraping by we're locked into these horrible contracts right right almost like indentured servant sort of kind of thing where you had to produce or you weren't able to pay the rent mm-hmm. even though the company was making millions of dollars off of you but yeah and you're not you, giving like, that episode of scooby-doo license to use that song all over or wherever just that one instance but it's already been agreed to so i really wish there were better negotiations with like record companies to stop being such jerks about it and just let yeah. those things exist in other formats because you know media keeps changing it's a constant evolving thing and it always will be so yep and honestly i mean the adam family thing is a little bit different because they're you know it's the animated adam family because adam family actually did have a cartoon mm-hmm. con- like when this happened and so that's why the cartoon characters are in the show music is also it's a little bit different than music but at the same time like n- the big argument is like oh well if they can like i'm not gonna buy an episode of scooby-doo to listen to your song like no one is gonna do that you're not losing money you're not losing song sales because it's on scooby-doo if anything you're actually getting some you're getting people to hear it and go hey i really like that song let me go look it up and buy it yeah Yeah, exactly. but no one they never understand that and i'm not a contract expert it's just never understand that but yeah it's very frustrating when shows move to a new format and have to strip the music or have to strip parts of it out because like Yep, that 70s show Booker had to change his opening theme for the DVD release because I mean Scrubs has had problems with streaming because the music was so iconic and then they stream it and they have to strip those songs out and it is weird much like Scooby-Doo and I guess this the DVD version of I guess they released the episode but the episode of Duckman where they used the song Aquarius they had to cut the entire scene out which is a fucking amazing scene Mm -hmm. um and has one of the yeah. best little like sing it corny, but that's all gone because they couldn't get the rights for the DVD release, even though it was on the show. And it's like that's just stupid. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah, it's frustrating so, for sure. Yeah. I guess we did have something else to say, even though it wasn't really about Billy <laughs> and Mandy Save Christmas. No, it was just a so, little bit of a tangent. Yeah. So if you anyway, want to watch this, you can. You can probably find it on you somewhere. You can you can find it for sure yeah um it's just not available on streaming sites and that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) so yep cool all right well this is really fun i'm glad i got to watch it it was you know it's my sense of humor so and baron von ghoulish is my new favorite vampire (laughs) well one of them poor angel he's crying (laughs) angel wasn't my favorite but he's pretty great i do love angel who is your favorite vampire, by the way? Probably, probably Daniel Malloy, I would say, the reporter guy from Interview with the Oh, vampire. okay. But Spoiler, yeah, he, he becomes well, a he got, vampire. He becomes a vampire, yeah. Okay, he doesn't yes. start as a vampire. He'd no. probably be my all-time favorite. He starts as like favorite. a kid, basically. Yeah, he's like, like, like scoop 22. of a lifetime. Like, yeah, he's like 22. Oh, is yeah. he? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe. Well, no, like when that book, when I first read that book, I would have been like fucking 22. 
Um, I mean, it came, out in 70, it came out in 76, but I didn't get into those mm-hmm. until. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that like that would be of all time. I don't know. I mean, I, I like different vampires. It just depends on what I'm watching at the time. Really. Okay. I could not pick one. Um, it's hard. It's hard. So. I mean, I love so many of them. Vampires are great. I love so many. I do. I do. I mean, mine would probably be the Comte de Saint-Germain from okay. the book series. Um, but yeah, I was really into those books. So anyway, yeah. Vampires. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of really good ones. I'm just... Gavriel and Coldest Girl in Cold Town is pretty great. He's also kind of a little bit insane. And I definitely have a thing for characters that are a little unhinged. Um, I don't know you why, do. but I do. You I do. like, I like, I like it when characters are a little unhinged. I don't know why, but you like unhinged Mulder for sure. I love unhinged Mulder. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. So. so speaking of which, in case you guys have forgotten, like maybe we'll start doing this. Maybe, maybe Toria will guest star once a year on <laughs> Jane Lazy and Ramble on because um, Jeff just can't be bothered. Anyway, <laughs> poor Jeff. And um, oh, poor Jeff. And she and I do a podcast called I Want to Rewatch. It's an X-Files podcast. We are currently wrapping up season three, getting mm-hmm. close to it. Um, Recording-wise, we're about ready to wrap it up. I think it yeah. actually finishes in, mm, it's going to finish like in February or March, I think, of 2021. Yeah, I think so. But we are doing all 11 seasons of the X-Files, including the movies. So mm-hmm. you can listen to that mm-hmm. on I Want to Rewatch, IWTRW.com. Uh, Tori has a podcast with her friend Shell. Which is kind of a version of like Jay and Lazy Ann, but with vampires. It's all about vampires. It's called Vampires Ruin My Life. It started as a joke from the X-Files podcast, actually. So Mm -hmm. um, you start one podcast, they start multiplying like triples. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, But we talk about vampires. We cover all sorts of vampire media. And we are right as of today, we have recorded our sixth episode. So we're still very new, but we're finding babies. We're finding our groove. We have a lot of stuff we want to cover. So we just have to kind of decide what. And that's been one of the hardest things. Yeah. And then also... Um, I can only edit so many podcasts. Right. Well, and yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we are doing it um every two weeks in part because we don't have time, and because Nick obviously has a million things to edit. And then uh, we're also doing it in seasons. Um, so far our seasons are about seven episodes. It seems like that's going to be the thing. Just again because she has another podcast. She does a watch once upon a time rewatch podcast as well with um two of her friends. And so we're just all busy people. <laughs> we're all busy. And then Tori and I. For our I Want to Rewatch podcast, do as we mentioned a couple of times here. And if you're listening to this on the Patreon, you already know that because you're listening on Patreon, duh. But if you're listening on Jay and Lazy N, we also have a Patreon for our I Want to Rewatch podcast that is called I Want to Rewatch an X Files Adjacent podcast. And mm-hmm. we do X Files adjacent stuff like Scooby Doo and Cold Check the Night Stalker. Uh, we did a Supernatural episode that was a Scooby Doo crossover. We're going to do the Millennium and Lone Gunman series that were kind of yeah. spinoffs in the next files and we've got a bunch of other stuff that we do and we just randomly like throw in stuff movies christmas specials whatever mm-hmm. so and that can be found at patreon.com slash i w t r w so the initials i want to rewatch and yes mm-hmm. i made rewatch oh two words sue me it works okay <laughs> so yeah i w t r w yeah it's actually getting easier to say it's easy to type um it was really hard to say at first but it's kind of starting to roll off the tongue now i w t r w yeah. Uh, 
Sounds like so. good radio station call letters or something. Ooh, I yeah. w, TRW. I, a vampire radio would be like VPR, KVPR, because it would be like K-Vampire. And it would be like almost like NPR, but for vampires. Oh, that'd be so, sweet. I would yeah. listen. VPR. Yeah. yeah. Vampire public radio. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word besides public to use that started with a P and I really could think of a good one. So I kind of dropped the idea, but yeah. I have a lot of ideas. I'm an idea man. I'm like Fred Jones. Anyway. <laughs> and my plans usually work out as well as Fred's. So, yes. Yeah, I know that feeling. All right, we need to get out of here. We're All right. Well, thanks for having goofy. me on your podcast. Yeah. And if you're listening on the Patreon feed, thanks for listening. That's right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. And if you're not listening on Patreon, then you should support us on Patreon so that we can say <laughs> thank you for supporting us on Patreon. There you go. That's how it works. Bye. Bye. All right, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for some Billy and Mandy, man. I'm actually super stoked about this. This is going to be cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do some Billy and Mandy. Cool. I'm glad yeah. I do. I had a thought hmm. because I mean it's Billy and Mandy Save Christmas, right? Yes. But yes. it has vampires, as as one does have in Christmas. Yeah. Series. Yeah. I want to do this as with Tori as a guest star, like we did with the cold check uh. thing, because it had vampires. So I need uh. for you to do the Tori voice. We really are you. <sighs> Are you sure? I, I, yeah, I think, I mean, the whole, like, vampire thing. Could we, could we do the other vampire mm, podcast, yeah. too, with the voices? If you could just do Toy for this. I know mm. we did it already twice this week. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. <clears throat> all right. How, how's this? Is that? How's that? How's that? Nick? Nick? Hi. Give me, like, a, like. Recorded at Black Cat Studios thing. Recorded at Black Cat Studios. You think by now we would have that down? I mean, we've been doing it for a year, but yeah, I, I think it'll work. Yeah, I mean, you're better just, at that than I'm at the shell voice. So that you know, you know, it it takes time. You got to have some of those, those trigger words to get to, into the voice. I just need to practice more. Cats. Yeah. Cats. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Cool. Cool.